thought about what she'd do now. The solution had presented itself in the form of a newspaper ad for mail-order brides. As she'd gotten close to capturing Jackson, she'd written to the address for the mail-order brides and ended up corresponding with Sam Longworth for about six months. Or had it been nine? She closed her eyes and tried to remember. Oh, well, the time didn't matter. Corresponding with him would have been very hard while she was on the trail, but Billy was dumb and kept circling back to what he knew, so she was able to send regular posts, a total of six letters to Sam. He was the sheriff of a small mining town in the Montana Territory, which was a good thing. She was familiar with his line of work and thought she should be safe from any of her former bounties showing up and wanting retribution. She told him her family was killed in a carriage accident. Joe didn't want Sam to know that her family had been murdered. He might not want to marry her. She stayed as close to the truth as possible, which made the lie easier to tell. Her family was killed, but by Billy Jackson and his gang. He wanted revenge for her father taking in his brother. The brother had been hanged. According to the police who investigated her family's murders, Jackson had gotten the drop on her father. He was found tied up across from her mother and little brother. Billy Jackson, the sick bastard, had forced her father to watch as he killed her mother and little brother. He killed her father last by slitting his throat. If she'd been home that night, instead of out tracking a bounty, she'd have been killed too. She knew if her father hadn't been able to save his family, she couldn't have either. Joe had made a promise to herself, to her family, and to God, that she would find Jackson and his gang, or die trying. She'd tracked them, and she'd gotten all ten of the gang members. Now she finally had Billy, the last one. He'd been hard to find. Throwing his men to the wolves was nothing for Jackson. Every time she'd gotten close, he'd sent another of his gang members after her, and every time she'd taken them in for the bounty. He'd finally gotten wise to that tactic and tried to take her in an ambush. But she and Jessup had killed every one of the gang, except Billy. Finally, three months after the ambush, she'd captured him. Joe stayed for the trial, heard him found guilty. With all that behind her now, Joe could now think of the new life she was starting. In just two days, she'd be boarding a westbound train from Chicago. She'd take it as far as Cheyenne, and then ride the stage to Hope's Crossing in the Montana Territory, where she would meet her intended, Sheriff Sam Longworth. She hated having to lie to him, but she would become the kind of woman he wanted. Joe could learn to cook on a stove instead of a campfire. She had a nice stash of money from her bounties and could hire out the laundry if need be. What if her new husband discovered she wasn't what he thought he was getting and he wanted to annul the marriage? All she had to do was have a wedding night, but she wasn't sure she could do that. What if he didn't find her attractive enough to want a wedding night? Joe wasn't unattractive with her gold hair and blue eyes. When she dressed as a woman, she'd been told she was quite appealing. She had a nice figure that didn't require a corset, which she was grateful for. 
Just the thought of donning that torture device sent chills up her spine. She'd gotten too used to the buckskin pants and coat, along with her flannel shirts and boots, that comprised her bounty hunter outfit to be comfortable in a dress. But she'd do what she had to. Sam was expecting a prim and proper young miss, and she would be one, even if it killed her. April 1, 1872, Hope's Crossing, Montana Territory. Sheriff Sam Longworth stood on the boardwalk outside of the hotel and waited for the weekly stage. His bride was supposed to arrive on the noon coach. Of course, the stagecoach never arrived on time, and a spring snowstorm had made traveling hard. He took his pocket watch from his vest pocket and checked the time. Half past two. This stage was later than usual, making him wonder.